0: Welcome into the Illini Enquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner, Illini Enquirer publisher here with you. And for the third time, we have a 2020 Illinois football schedule release. We had known the 2020 schedule for a while, of course, but then that got changed uh, last month by the Big Ten to a 10-game conference schedule, and Isaac Trotter and I, I thought I had a fun podcast breaking that down. Illini fans were not happy with Ohio State and Penn State booking the uh, book ending the rest of the schedule, I should say. But uh, that only lasts for a couple of days as the Big Ten then postponed the season. But here we are on September 19th, Saturday morning as I'm recording this. And the Big Ten releases its new schedule on Fox's college kickoff show, which I love because Urban Meyer is, I hope he never gets back into coaching because he's a fantastic analyst. He's really tells it like it is. He's not afraid to call out Florida State this morning, call out the Big 12. I love it. I think he's he's really good, so I hope he doesn't coach again. And I think most college teams uh, that uh, that wouldn't get Meyer are happy that he'll never coach again. But here we go. The new schedule. Let's break it down. I'm just here by myself. Wanted to get this out to you guys. Basically, is a second emergency pod. This week after the Big Ten announces it's coming back and then quickly get their schedule out today, though not quickly in the scape of the hour-long reveal, but smart television, uh, by the way, by Fox and the Big Ten to to get people talking about the Big Ten. So let's break down the schedule and we'll kind of go across the conference see who, got, who won today, who lost today, and who kind of drew even. We'll talk about that next on the online Inquirer podcast. All right, so let's start with Illinois' schedule, and uh, the first game is a very, very tough one. Uh, So I think people saw this originally, and you either thought one of two things. One, we beat this team last year, so bring it on. Or two... That's a tough game uh, to start off the schedule. Illinois at Wisconsin on October 24th to kick off the season. And while the Big Ten said October 23rd or 24th, um, they said just 24th today for those. Uh, So I don't know if they'll change it back. It, It seems like they could. Illinois put out a release that there could be Friday games. So some of these dates actually could change uh, based on television selection. So we'll see if uh, Illinois actually ends up uh, kicking off on October 23rd. But they start off at Wisconsin. We know that for sure. And uh, Illinois was able to beat Wisconsin last year. And I think Illinois obviously showed it can compete in the trenches in that game. I worry about Illinois' defense, uh, defensive line especially, against Wisconsin's run game. Though Jay Hansen and the Illini were able to force fumbles out of uh, Jonathan Taylor last year, and of course we know the heroics that happened. I do think Illinois can be competitive, and I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that Illinois could win that game. But I think it's safe to say, even if you're a – very optimistic lineup, fan. that's a tough start to the season. On the road, at Wisconsin, the Big Ten West favorite yet again, a team that always wins most of its games on the schedule. So it's a very tough start to the schedule. But I think the Big Ten kind of balanced that out with the next three, four games on the schedule, including two home games against Purdue and Minnesota. I don't know if Illinois is going to be favored in either of those games at home. I would probably pick them to be the favorite against Purdue, especially if Rondale Moore is not there. And Minnesota is coming off a great season. A lot of people, even Urban Meyer himself this morning, said it's, it's Wisconsin, Iowa, and Minnesota. Those are the three teams you don't want as a crossover in the East. So obviously Urban Meyer believes in Minnesota, and P.J. Fleck has done nothing but build winners at the college level. So that's going to be a tough game. But two years ago, Illinois won at home against Minnesota we'll see if Minnesota has Rashad Bateman we'll see how they do uh if they didn't have him but uh, I think Illinois can be competitive against them I think those are two winnable games and I would say Illinois should expect to beat Purdue at home and I'm, I'm sure they themselves think they can beat Minnesota at home as well but these two games are very important Illinois has got to get one of those but it's not outside the realm of possibility they get both and I say that as someone who's higher on Illinois than most national media outlets. Listen, most people are going to pick Illinois to go 1-7 and seven or 2-6 and six who haven't seen Illinois, right? But I think I've seen enough of this team to think they have talent that's comparable, if not better, than Purdue. That's my opinion, based on what I've seen and what they have on their roster. Minnesota, I think you could say, based on what Minnesota said last year, I would probably predict them to win against Illinois. But I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a really competitive game, more of a toss up because it's in Champagne, even though road won't matter as much this year, um, I think Illinois can win that game. Illinois certainly needs to win on the road on November 14th, week four, at Rutgers. So that's your first crossover game in the East, and that's the one you definitely wanted to keep. So Illinois gets that one, and while Greg Sciano's had a lot of transfers, I think Rutgers will be better than it was last year, uh, They he's still got a long way to go. So you got the worst team, worst roster, at least the worst roster, in the Big Ten on the schedule. You know, Maryland is in that conversation as well. But that's a game you want, and it's a game you need to win. You're, f- you're what, five of Lovey Smith, but really his fourth full season with his roster. He needs to win that game. And you follow that up with a trip to Nebraska. And, again, I put Illinois, when we're talking about Nebraska, Northwestern, Purdue, I think Illinois has similar talent levels, and could be more talented than some of those teams. That's weird to say for people that for so long Illinois has been at the bottom of the Big Ten, right? been at the bottom of the Big Ten recruiting rankings. But look at these team talent composite rankings now. Illinois is higher than Northwestern, higher than Purdue, higher than Minnesota because of the transfers they brought in and the experience they now have. So I don't know if I'm going to predict right now today Illinois winning at Nebraska – but Nebraska better be ready for Illinois for that game. So when I look at the first five games on the schedule, I sit there and go, Illinois got a pretty great draw. Not great, but good draw. Not, not an unfavorable draw. So I think Illinois can realistically be three and two there. Now, will they be? Maybe not. I mean, there's going to be a lot of toss up games on the schedule, and that will determine coaching and execution and health and whether they play these games due to COVID will all determine where Illinois goes here. But I like that five of the five first games. I'd say four of them probably are toss-ups, or you're favored in one at Rutgers. You're not favored in the other one, Wisconsin. I would say the Purdue game is going to be within, is going to be close to a pick 'em. In Vegas, maybe produce slightly favored just because Illinois doesn't have that respect yet. Minnesota might be a 7-point favorite, 10-point favorite. Nebraska at home, probably a 7-point favorite, 10-point favorite. But to me, I'm a little higher on Illinois, so I might bump that 3 points or so. Um, I think those are basically toss-up games. You're not going into these games as 20-point underdogs, right? So I think this is pretty favorable schedule for Illinois. I think they should win 2 of those, and I think I would predict 3 of those. So I, I think that's a pretty favorable start to the schedule. Now the end of the schedule is difficult and will really determine uh, whether we look at this season as successful probably or not. If you're 4-1, obviously the rest of the schedule is just bonus, right? It's where, hey, maybe we can get third place in the Big Ten West. Maybe we can get second place in the Big Ten West. I think most people would set the four wins in the first eight games pretty good for Illinois. Three wins, eh, you're kind of just, you know, treading water there, right? Uh, Anything under that obvious disappointment, anything over that, uh, really good. Anything over four wins. So Ohio State, November 28th, comes to town. I think we all know where that's going, right? I mean, it's Ohio State. Illinois hasn't beaten Ohio State at home since 1991. You got nothing to lose that game, right? You get blown out. Everyone expects it. You stay competitive. Whoa, big step four for Illinois. You win it, it's exactly what uh, Wisconsin was last year, or even bigger, right, because you're knocking them out of the college football playoff probably at that point, assuming uh, that uh, Ohio State hasn't lost by that point. All right, the end of the schedule, two big Big Ten West games. I thought Illinois, one of their most impressive games last year, was in a loss to Iowa. I know they lost, but they lost a turnover battle. That was the difference in that game. I thought Illinois won the line of scrimmage. Now, can they do that again? I'm not sure what the defensive line you're bringing back, but I thought that was a game that told me, man, Illinois is really competing. They didn't win like they beat Michigan State with a, a miracle comeback. They didn't win like they did against Wisconsin with the biggest upsets in program history, but that's the kind of game I think a lot of line fans wanted to see last year. Be competitive, be in that game until the end, and it was just they made more mistakes than Iowa did. And that's usually the case. Iowa doesn't make a lot of mistakes. They play sound football. They take care of the ball. uh, They run the ball well. And they just made a few more plays in in Illinois. Brandon Peters had a couple more turnovers. And, of course, that Northwestern game, I think that's a game that probably determines how you look at the season. And and it's just time for Illinois to beat its in-state rival. It's been a while. 2014, the last time you won to, to get to the Beckman Bowl, that's the last time you beat Northwestern. And last year, I think Illinois got revenge on its mind uh, based on how disappointing, even with the injuries. You didn't have Brandon Peters. You didn't have any of your starting wide receivers. Uh, Jake Hansen was out. Still, that was the weakest Northwestern team we've seen in a while, and their third, fourth quarterback, forgot which Andrew Marty was, just ran all over you. You couldn't stop him. Uh, so they definitely want to come back from that. So just a quick takeaway, I'm not the biggest schedule release day guy, though I know you guys are really interested in it, and obviously plays a role here. I think it's a neutral schedule, which is better than what you had last time, because the last time the Big Ten released a revised schedule this, uh, this summer, it wasn't neutral. You took a loss on that by adding Penn State and starting off with Ohio State. If you're optimist, maybe you like getting Wisconsin early. Maybe you get them where they're just kind of feeling this thing out, but I think Wisconsin's going to be really good. Um, I think keeping Northwestern the last game, I like that. I I like that rivalry game, and I think it's usually always a swing game uh, of the season. But I think the middle of that schedule, October through November, where you should be healthy, right, You're healthiest, you get, I think, the most important games in your schedule, which is Purdue, swing game of the season. Right, early swing game of the season Minnesota that could be a huge upset for you Right, you probably won't be favored but it's a program you think you can hang with it's a little bit of a rivalry maybe between the fan bases Rutgers early in the schedule uh, maybe before they get too much confidence if they, if they can get going with the transfers but you got them in the schedule and then Nebraska I just think at some point Nebraska has to show it Illinois has one more win over the last two seasons than Nebraska so while they're a historic team great fan base fervent fan base we've seen that in the last couple months right and as they were tweeting at me today they saved the big 10 season they give themselves some credit there right but i just think you can match up with them you can match up I, I think that's an even matchup you're on the road so it'd be an upset but i think that's an even matchup and then ohio state you expected getting Rutgers. uh they've been on the schedule for a long time and then iowa is always a tough team but i, I think that's a neutral schedule for illinois So I put it on the side, I have a full breakdown of this, but I think the expectation for Illinois, and it's time for this to be the expectation, should be a 500 record. Now, I think the upside of this team is better than that. I think they can be. I won't predict that today, but I think the expectation should be 4-4. and I think you need to beat Rutgers. You're probably going to lose to Ohio State. Wisconsin and Iowa are tough teams, but you can beat one of those teams, right? But you should be able to split your Big Ten West games. I think you should be 3-3 three and three in the Big Ten West. I think it is time for that to at least be the expectation going into the year. And while national outlets will predict Illinois 7th because they're Illinois and they haven't earned that uh, respect yet, I think we saw last year Illinois went 4-5 and five in the Big Ten. Right, They finished 4th in the Big Ten West. That should be the expectation, that you don't finish in the bottom two. Now, could they? Yes. They have the right injuries. You don't execute. The coaching's not good enough. Yeah, so Illinois could be a 2-6 and six team or something like that. It's it's a possibility. But that's what's fun about the Big Ten West. There's a lot of opportunities for wins, but there's also uh, each game's going to be tough in the Big Ten West. That's why you do like getting Rutgers. And if you could have gotten Maryland on the schedule, you really would have liked that too. But I, I think this is mostly a neutral schedule for Illinois. Looking across the Big Ten West, I do think the teams that benefit the most from this schedule are probably Northwestern and Purdue. Northwestern, for their crossover games, got Maryland and Michigan State, two of the bottom three teams expected in in the Big Ten East. Mel Tucker taking over a Michigan State team that Illinois fans know, not quite the same. They had some issues last year, and Maryland's going to be weak again. Purdue drew Rutgers and Indiana, and I like Indiana. I, I think Purdue could lose that game. That's a protected game, rivalry game. But uh, for Purdue team looking to bounce back from a very disappointing year, uh, I think that's, that's a benefit. They do start off against Iowa and got Wisconsin week three, um, so that could be difficult for them. But uh, the crossover schedule, Purdue set up that they could go 500 or better, um, again, 500 again. I think Iowa basically got a draw. You know, you get Purdue Northwestern to start their schedule, which they probably like Michigan State week three. But they did get Penn State as a crossover in the Wisconsin game at the end. Might determine the Big Ten West. Minnesota got Michigan to start off the season. That's not that much fun for them, but they did get Maryland the next week. So Minnesota starts with two crossover games. Purdue, uh, I talked about them already, but uh, Wisconsin drew Michigan and Indiana That's a lot harder than their previous schedule. They're basically given nobody difficult in the Big Ten East. So I think Wisconsin actually might have been a negative here, uh, drawing Michigan and Indiana. So I'll I'll include them in the negative. So I think Nebraska, uh, we got to talk about them. Nebraska, the Big Ten, just after the last couple months of Nebraska being outspoken, it's hard not to consider that the Big Ten just slapped them and just said, okay, you want to play football? Here's the hardest football that you can play. And hey, Nebraska thinks it's great. It, it's time to be great. You can be great by beating Ohio State week one for Nebraska. Wisconsin week two. Northwestern week three. Penn State week four. That's the start of Nebraska's schedule. I think they'd be expected to be one and three, and they could be zero and four before Illinois, Iowa, Purdue, Minnesota. All right, in the East, I think Rutgers got a win here, getting Illinois and Purdue. Listen, I'm higher on Illinois, and I think Illinois will win. I think Rutgers will lose both these crossover games, but they got Illinois and Purdue. Uh, Two teams are in the bottom half of of that Big Ten West going into the year. Penn State, I think, got a win here. They get Nebraska and Iowa. Iowa, Maybe that's a draw to some people. Uh, Iowa, a better team. Nebraska, probably a middling uh, Big Ten West team, maybe bottom half Big Ten West team. Ohio State definitely got a win. Uh, So Penn State, at best neutral, or at best a win, slight win, but neutral. But uh, Ohio State, they get Nebraska as a crossover and Illinois as a crossover. I think that's... Pretty favorable for for a team competing for a national championship, which, of course, that would have nothing to do with competing for a national championship. But Ohio State, Penn State, week two, and they end against Michigan on December 12th. That's a home game for the Buckeyes, uh, hoping to go 8-0 and get in the college football playoff, or 9-0 if they get to the Big Ten championship. Michigan State, mostly a draw. I don't think most people are interested in them. I think Michigan got a loss here, though. They drew Wisconsin at home for a crossover, and Minnesota on the road to start the season. Is a crossover. That's a difficult schedule. Uh, And, of course, Penn State and Ohio State in the last uh, three weeks there. Maryland got Northwestern and Minnesota, um, so basically a draw there. And Indiana, they get Wisconsin and Purdue. That's tough. That's tough drawing Wisconsin there uh, for Indiana, a team that's been really good the last couple years. And they start with Penn State, Michigan week three, Ohio State week five. So maybe slight loss there for Indiana on the schedule. But I think Illinois fans, you should be encouraged. Um, I'm encouraged about the team. I don't know if the schedule would have changed that very much, but based on the schedule, if you're looking at amount of wins, I think this sets up pretty well for Illinois. And uh, December 19th, which the Big Ten is calling Champions Week, uh, you'll get a to-be-announced Big Ten East opponent there, which will be a a neutral draw for for Illinois, because no matter where you finish, whether you're seventh, whether you're second, uh, you are going to draw a comparable Big Ten East team. So if Illinois finishes fourth in the Big Ten uh west then they'll likely draw a team like indiana or michigan state right which could be a fun game uh, to end the season and and go into possible bowl games i guess we'll see if there's bowl games but it's nice to have a schedule that's the breakdown of it i got a full breakdown on the site at illini inquire you can vote by the way there uh for whether you think illinois will finish with two wins three wins four wins five six uh we got that in the schedule breakdown as well. always appreciate you listening to the Ilana Inquirer podcast. Football, college football, Illinois football, scheduled to be back in five weeks. It's just nice to think about, isn't it? We got a ways to get there. We got a lot of training camp and we got a lot of coverage uh, coming up at Alana Inquirer. We've had a lot of coverage the last couple of days. And by the way, 24-7 Sports sent us this morning. They're continuing our sale. Uh, they're, they're celebrating the Big Ten coming back. So they're going to continue our sale. They're going on right now for VIP members and You can see all the VIP stuff on the site. Guys, uh, if you want to try it, now's a great time to do it. Big Ten basketball is coming back. Big Ten football is coming back. Your Illini basketball team, that's a top 10 team. This could be a big year for Lovey Smith, and this is what it's all been leading up to. And we're previewing it. We're breaking it all down for you. 60% off your first year of annual VIP membership. Check it out at Illini Enquirer. Always appreciate you listening to the podcast. We'll talk to you next time. Everybody have a great weekend. CBS Monday. Federal agents. Here's where we can see them. NCIS Hawaii is back. New criminals to catch. Armed robbery, aggravated assault, murder, and new investigations to be solved. These guys were good, but even masters make mistakes. Vanessa Lachey and featuring LL Cool J. Violin Island, you got it. Welcome to Paradise. A new NCIS Hawaii Monday, 10 9 Central on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus.